Chapter 9, Heal That Shit, Part 3. Soon after, my mother was diagnosed with stage 4 lymphoma cancer. This diagnosis was tough, but in my heart of hearts, I knew she was going to beat it. And she did. But only three months after going into remission, her cancer was back and more aggressive. The chemotherapy wasn't working. She was going to need a stem cell transplant and a minimum of a month's stay in the hospital. My sister and I were both tested to be stem cell donors. I wasn't a match, but luckily my sister was. Not being a match, again, made me feel like I was being a failure to my mother. I couldn't save her. The stem cell transplant was a success, but her months-long stay in hospital was anything but easy. She lost more weight and was sick all the time. One day while visiting my mom, we sat and talked. I had to leave to make my hour and a half drive back home to get my daughter ready for dance practice. I got home, got my daughter dressed for dance, and was about to head out of the door when I noticed that I had a missed call from the hospital. Mrs. Silva, your mother has become unresponsive and you should get back to the hospital immediately. I sped back, calling my sister, husband, god sisters, and best friend on the way to meet me there. When we arrived, my mother looked frailer than she had just hours before. She was now hooked up to breathing machines and it felt like this could be the end. Journal prompts number 55. Have you ever experienced a big loss or event that changed the course of your life? How did that impact the way you saw or treated yourself? After my mom was released, she still had almost daily doctor visits. I had to make the hour plus drive to and from the visits. When my sister and I were unable to make it, I would order Ubers for my mom back and forth home. I was trying to be there for my mom physically and emotionally as much as possible, but I was also dealing with this too. If you have ever been a caregiver for someone who is battling a potentially fatal illness, then you know it takes a huge toll on you. I never showed my pain to anyone except for my husband. And when I did, instead of him consoling me, he broke down crying. A man I had only seen cry maybe twice in the almost 20 years of knowing him. His mother and stepmother had both died from cancer, and now he felt like he was losing his mother-in-law to the disease. So I did what I always did. I put my feelings to the side and consoled him. Inside, I was furious. This was the time I needed him, someone, anyone to be there for me. And I felt completely alone and unable to put my armor down. So I drank and drank and drank some more. All while increasingly becoming more depressed and angrier. As a positive outlet, I threw myself into work for my podcast. Planning, producing, editing, etc. But my podcast wasn't growing. Our viewership was much lower than I had anticipated. All this hard work, again, wasn't paying off. Over a few months, my friendships started falling off as well. I didn't feel as though many of my friends were there for me in the capacity that I needed them to be. And it made me bitter towards them. My mother would berate me on the days I couldn't physically be there for her and take her to our appointments. And my marital issues were still occurring. For the millionth time in my life, I felt like a failure. No matter how hard I tried and worked, I was constantly failing and constantly hurting. Finally, it all felt like too much for me to continue to try and handle. 
There never seemed to be any glimmer of hope for me or my life. I wanted it all to end. So that's what I tried to do. I tried to take my own life. 